What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your daily shot of inspiration. And this is, yet again, new adventures in the daily shot of inspiration podcast. A couple, not even a couple, last weekend. That's two Sundays ago. My good friend Kate Brenton and Natalie Levin were on my Sunday service live, which happens on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, come on over to Instagram. You can find me at Inspire Create Manifest. So I've been going live. You probably know this. And I've been joking and saying the network executives have, have called and said they want me to turn Sunday service into more of a live podcast, which is what we're doing. And maybe it'll be every Sunday. Maybe it'll be every other Sunday. I don't know. And that's the beauty of having your own show, your own podcast. It's the beauty of the world that we live in. Like literally every single one of you that is listening could start your own show. You can start your own podcast. You can pretend that Netflix called and said, hey, you have 12 episodes. What are you going to create? And I look at that with my podcast, with this, with all of the content that I create in the social platforms. Welcome to my channel, right? I am the network executive. So I'm going to start doing this because it's been a lot of fun and it's a great way. Are you ready for this? That we can all uplift and support each other. So for all of my friends, right? Be on the lookout because I'm probably going to be reaching out and saying, hey, I'd love for you to jump on a live with me on Sunday morning and talk to an amazing group of people from all over the world. And that is what this is. And then I'm going to share it out on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever I have time, right, before the following Sunday to share it out. And I'm saying that because I also have a wonderful mastermind group called Being Seen. And Being Seen is, you guessed it, all about being seen, but doing it your way. I'm not going to sit here and add extra work and extra stress onto my life. I'm going to say I'm doing this because this is my podcast and I'm so happy that you are all here listening. And in order to keep the show growing and blooming and evolving, I'm going to allow it to work for me. So these Sunday service episodes that you can watch live every Sunday morning on my Instagram or at some point later in the week, I'll release them. And that's what this episode is. That long intro, just for that. Just for that. And this week on Sunday Service, my good friend Michael Barata, literally my best friend of over 30 years. I've got something on my tongue about that. Um, for over 30 years, is also an amazing, inspiring soul. Michael is a historian, a philosopher, an adjunct psychology instructor. He's a social change enthusiast. He works for a company called Cultural RX, teaching people how to work smarter. That's right. He literally, and I joke and I say, Michael, you're trying to fix the unfixable. And that literally is the work environment in this country of the United States. It's broken. And if you're a manager out there or a CEO or a CIO or whatever, and you're trying to run a business like it's 1985, you're going to fail. And I'm just calling it out. I'm going to say it right now because you don't understand the way business works and the way humans are. That's a whole other episode um, that I can go off about on how horrible work and management are. And, and, and I just want to add this. Most people leave jobs because of management. Most people leave jobs because of poor management. 
the work culture, the work environment in this country is absolutely broken because we're still working as if it's 1945 and it's 2023. But someday we'll figure it out. Someday we'll figure it out that adults can be adults. Anyway, Michael does a lot of that and really helps change the culture in which we live in. So I invited him to be on Sunday service, and that is what we are about to drop into, my friends, with this episode. This is this past Sunday, March 26th, Sunday service from my Instagram Live. We pull some oracle cards, and we talk about all of the things. Thank you for being here. If you want to work with me in any kind of way, come join me. Come hang out in one of the mastermind groups. Every Monday night from 7 to 8 p.m., it's just a straight-up manifestation mastermind group where we all hold each other accountable. It's group coaching. It's a group of like-minded people that are going to help you connect to your dreams, your goals, your passions. We're going to say, yes, you can, instead of saying, oh, no, you probably can't. Right? We, we are the group of people that are going to lift you up and cheer you on. That's Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. every Monday in April. The link is in the show notes, also on my website, also on my stand store. And then Thursday nights, also 7 to 8 p.m. This group is called Being Seen. And this is for all of you amazing people out there that are coaches or artists, or maybe you sell a product and for some reason you don't want to tell the world or you're afraid to tell the world what you do. This group being seen is all about being seen. I'm not going to teach you how to sell shit, but what I am going to help you do is connect to your authentic voice. To stop worrying about what other people are going to think, say, and do, and you actually getting to the space of saying, you know what, I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to start creating Instagram videos. I'm going to start creating YouTube videos. I'm going to write a blog. I'm going to do Facebook posts. I'm going to do whatever it is. That works for you. And that's what this group is all about. So if you're ready to allow yourself to be seen, again, come hang out. Get out of your way. Move past the fear and realize that, that you have something to share and there is somebody waiting to hear it. Yeah, they are waiting to hear about how you failed at something because most likely it'll help them. And I say it that way because so many of us drop into the space of, oh my goodness, I don't know anything. What do I know? You know everything. Your story is your gold. Start owning it. Now, I'm going to be quiet because this was a little extra long intro, almost seven minutes. Thank you for being here. Now, enjoy this special bonus weekly episode, whatever it is that we're calling it, Sunday service from March 26th with Michael Barada. Kick back, and I will see you right back here tomorrow. There he is. How's that? Ah, so much better. So much better. I try. Um, so I don't know if you if you heard any of that, uh, but to get let catch you up on on where we are and our themes, apparently that we're talking about today is seeing the true you, right? Connecting to our most authentic self. And then that reminder that you're already doing it. Stop overthinking it and just keep facing your true north. Um, and I thought it would be fun, right? So, Michael, I told everyone a little bit about you, that you are a modern-day philosopher, a social change enthusiast, um, that you help people get better, and an uh, adjunct psychology professor. So with this saying the true to you and you're already doing it, um, I'm curious, what are you reading? <laughs> All the things. Um, so my my daily 
my daily meditation uh, reading includes a um, one meditation from the Daily Stoic, which is really interesting. I'm also reading a passage from Miracle of Love, Maharaji, which is a gift from you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my daily read is Destin, um, Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday, as well as Teaching to Transgress by Bell Hooks. And what's interesting about this, funny how the universe works, uh -huh. that what you were talking about, what you were just talking about, you know, in terms of really stop overthinking it, recognizing it's over there, is that what I'm finding as I'm reading not just these books, but quotes and other passages and, and other things that, that come into my, my sphere is there's now there's this feeling of, of course, yes, it actually feels, it feels like it's already been there. I'm just reading the words in a different way, in a different place from a different person from a different time. Um, so I think there is, there's some real magic when we begin to allow our truth, uh, to breathe and give it space. Um, and then what happens is I think I feel that the universe then continues to just send energy, send messages, send opportunities that align with what has already been there. But for whatever reason, and there's a lot of them, uh, and it doesn't have to be good or bad, uh, we ignore it. We dismiss it. We're afraid of it. We doubt it. We second guess it. We overthink it. What if you ready? What if we're actually just not ready for it yet? Well, and, and again, I, I, I absolutely, I think that's where the fear part comes in. I was just having a conversation with someone uh, in terms of my life coaching world, and there's this this feeling of not ready. And there's a great there's a great quote. Again, the universe is lying in the sun. Uh -huh. Great quote from Seneca, right? Uh, that says, you know, we, we, we tend to feel like mortals with regard to our fears, but immortals with regard to our desires. So when we talk about not being ready, what's interesting is when we look at our fears, we're like, oh my gosh, that's it. Game stop. Hard stop. But when it comes to our truth, our desires, our passions, our wants, the things that light us up, we have this, this belief, I can do that later. Um, tomorrow, next week, when I'm ready, when the timing is right. Well, folks, uh, uh, later is a figment of your imagination. <laughs> tomorrow is no guarantee. Uh, and uh, next year um, is a hope. So I, I feel not being ready for it is still doesn't take away from the reality that the truth is there. Right. It's still there. Um, it's it's just a matter of you being, I, I don't know about ready sometimes, but you being willing to take that deep breath in and say, yep, there it is. There it's, and now we're going we're gonna to do this now. We're going to do it this way. Right. I, I love the way that you said that because it really lines up with you're already doing it, right? Stop, over, stop overthinking it. And if we think of this wonderful idea of we're in this reality, where right now is the only thing that is existing, is real, but everything is existing, right? Hello, Barbados, right? So everything is existing. We have to, and um, Stacey, if you're watching this, thank you for saying this a couple of months ago, have to embody it, right? Yeah. Like when we can embody who, who we are and I'm like, oh, right, I am already doing it. I just have to actually own it, right? And, and step into it. And as we do that, everything that flow starts showing up. It starts showing up in, in spaces like this, right? Where a couple of months ago, there were eight people here. Now we have 86 people here, right? And 
because I was able to say, okay, I'm going to be here right now. I'm going to keep showing up. Even if you're not showing up, I'm going to keep showing up. And eventually, right, we'll, we'll show up. And the more I was able to embody it, the more it connects it with people. I'm going to flip this other card because I'm so curious now after to, to, to see what our next one is. And the Council of Light, Divine Orchestration Helpers in the Subtle Realm. And this is that perfect reminder that we have a connection with all of our helpers. If we can actually take a moment and say, maybe I need to sit down and meditate today, or maybe I need to journal with a little understanding that we are being supported by our spirit team, God, source, whatever it, it might it might be. Um, literally just saying, okay, team, let's do this. You got my back, so I don't have to do it alone. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you do anything? Along those lines of, I know you're like a lot of gratitude and stuff, but anything with just a team of people you got? Uh, and, and again, I want to back up to something you said. So, you know, I thought about this too, like where you're at. What's interesting is, you know, the um, the response that you are getting that continues to grow without diminishing, you know, that greatness. It's no surprise to me, right? Because of course, that's what's going to happen when someone aligns with and commits to and embodies and stays true to, um, you know, what their gifts are. So though I've said to you, you know, behind the scenes, you know, I'm so proud of you and I'm excited. And when you're excited about, you know, the, 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 the reach growing, um, I'm also not surprised because that's exactly what happens. Right. Um, and then to answer your question, yeah, what I tend to do, What's interesting is the, the meditative part of, of asking for help or connecting with, with my helpers um, is one thing. And that is something that can be very personal and spiritual for people. But I think when that part seems complex or foggy for some people, I think getting comfortable with reaching out for help for from whomever is in your life, whoever can help you in any kind of way. If that's just someone, if you just call someone and say, I have this question. If you, you know, if you search something on Google, if you talk to a classmate, if you talk to a coworker, if you talk to a family, a friend, if you have a therapist, a counselor, a life coach, whomever's in your life that you trust, that you feel aligns with you and sees your truth and supports your truth, getting um, to a point where you start to let go of the only way this can happen is if I just grind by myself. Um, I think the more that you let that go uh, and the more that you open yourself up to the people that are are also here for that precise reason, to be a part of your journey in a helpful way, that starts to come in. And it doesn't feel, you'll find out too, that the people that you reach out to in those moments, it doesn't feel like a transaction. It doesn't feel like there's debt associated with it. It just feels like naturally this is, this is part of it. This is what's necessary for me to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love how I went super spacey, right? <laughs> and you, uh, and you write, write down, oh, all right, you can also ask people for help too, right? Yeah. I, I love that. So again, for everyone that, that that's, is here, that, that's watching, um, I'd love to get and go into the space of the woo. And I love, you know, that, like bringing it back, right? Like you literally just reach out and be like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, can I get a little help here? 
And even when we're open, I know I've been journaling. And as I journal, I literally write down, like, I'm open and ready to receive help in the astral realm and in the 3D reality. Like, actual real human showing up, you know, to be to be part of the team. Right. So everyone that's here, if you have any questions for me or Michael about any of the stuff, please drop them in the comments. We will um, try to see them as they as they flow through. Um, and for everyone that, that's commenting on our spirit guides and, fun, and stuff, I have a really fun story about something that happened this week, and we'll see if we can if we get to that. But we're gonna pull two of these. Michael, give me two numbers. Uh, four and nine. All right. All right, everybody from all over the globe, thank you for being here. Let's see what we got from the, from the, uh, who are these guys? Where am I? Keepers of the light, Bridget, inner strength. Move back to wholeness. Recognize that you have power. Recognize that you have the power. So that's really great coming back to the, our council of light, our supporters, right? We're supported. We're taken care of. Uh, I, I love that. We have the power. And then Cernosis, light force. Express your driving passion. Sensual and sexual powers are increased. How about that? And I love this because when we actually start doing the things that we love, we get sexy, right? We start shining and glowing. And that's right. We bring sexy back like Justin Timberlake when we can act, when we actually start doing what, what we love, right? When we start doing those things that, that feed our, our soul. Um, what do you think about that? Bringing sexy back. <laughs> well, I think, uh, let's see, any tips for, there's a little crimp in, ah, motivation. Okay. That's a, I love that. Right. Those types of, uh, I want to, I want to talk to you about what it means though, when, at least from my perspective, when you, when you get into that flow of doing things you love and you know, this might tie into the motivation question as well, because what's interesting when you think about motivation and, and getting into that, that energy of really your truth energy and who you are is that oftentimes it's, it's not uncommon that we do something with an expectation of a, of a return, some kind of tangible get, right? Mm -hmm. And that we can align with extrinsic, right? It's like, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to work a job because I get paid. I'm going to uh, do this good deed because I want, I want the recognition. Um, again, I'm not going to label that good or bad, but when you start to do, thing, it, do things intrinsically, which means... The reason why you do them, the activity itself, whatever it is that you're doing, that's what gives you the juice. Mm -hmm. So when you connect to stuff that you really enjoy, that you really love, when you surround yourself with people that you really enjoy connecting with, that those experiences, they become the energizers. You don't have to wait for something outside of them to show up and reinforce, reaffirm. So when it comes... so. So, to Joe's point, but then to kind of speak to the motivate motivation point, you know, Mel Robbins talks about, uh, and a lot, a lot of people talk about motivation is is BS. I won't go there because uh, there's just I'm a novice. But I typically ask people, you know, before you talk about motivated, being feeling motivated or unmotivated, do you feel connected to whatever it is that you're about to engage in from? going to class, going to work, being in a relationship, do you feel a deeper connection? Um, if not, perhaps start there. Mm -hmm. Start with the connection, questioning what the connection looks like and feels like versus why don't I feel motivated to dot, 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 fill in the blank. 
Right. I, I love that. Um, John Kim says that um, in a way of seeking nectar, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what is that little sweetness that, that we can give ourselves, right? That as actually going to, you know, be feeding our souls and like this, right? Like, I, I love this. I literally, you know, the three days that I sit down and go live, I love it. When I record my podcast, love it. Like, all of these things are these like little hits, right, of nectar that I get, these little bit pieces of joy that then motivate me to keep going, right? And you're like, oh, okay, it's Tuesday. I have a podcast to record, and then I'm going to record some videos. And it doesn't feel like work. It feels like my perfect day, right? It feels like this this thing that I now get to, I get to experience. And there's energy expense there, though, right? Because I think some people think like, oh, my gosh, so if you just do what you love, you never get tired. You don't feel exhausted. No. you get. There are days where you get tired. At the, at the end of the day of doing all the things that you do that you love to do, you sit down, and that's it. It lights out. But it's, it's, it's a happy exhaustion. It's an exhaustion that took out of you um, something that is, is self-replenishing because you're so connected to it and you feel so good about it. Christina mentioned something about awareness. It's interesting because I just had this conversation yesterday. Yeah, it all begins with awareness. And I think what people may struggle with sometimes is following awareness with action and accountability. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, you can, you can be completely and keenly aware of what's up, where you want to go. But if you don't, support it with action and then hold yourself um in check with accountability and this doesn't have to be aggressive and brutal and rigid it could be soft it could be gentle but i feel that awareness without action and accountability uh, and i just said this yesterday is like the wind it's like i feel it and then the breeze is gone um uh, where if you can start to be the wind um and then your life is the sedial that's the action part of it. And then the accountability is, okay, I'm, I'm blowing the wind into my sail. Accountability says, is that the direction I want to go? No. Okay. Time to course correct. Rather we, you know, we, we surrender along so many um, parts of our path when things don't get perfect. And that's another thing I would ask people to explore is, you know, if you're someone that has to wait for the exact right time and everything has to be perfectly lined up and I've got the right team in the right place, that's perfectionism. And that is a coping mechanism, and that is absolutely associated with self-sabotage. Because I'm going to let y'all land on a little something right now. There's no such thing as perfect. <laughs> progress, progress is beautiful. Perfection, though, is no. We can all strive for it. We have a relentless pursuit of perfection. Um, but again, awareness, action, and accountability, you'd be surprised what that does for you. I, I love the way that you said that, and that. It's the, the practice, right? It is that practice of and being compassionate with ourselves. So instead of saying, oh my goodness, I didn't do X, Y, or Z that I was supposed to do today, right? Be compassionate to yourself. Don't beat yourself up about it. But at least, right, look at it baby steps. At least I had the awareness to recognize that I didn't do what I said I was going to do, right? Yeah. And just that, right, is the practice, everybody, the practice. And tomorrow, right, we, we go about our day. Hopefully, we catch ourselves, right? Like, all right, I, I need to do my meditation, or I, I have to do X, Y, and Z, and actually then do it. Or if we find ourselves 
constantly in this space of saying, because I've been saying a lot, that's why I'm bringing it up. I can't, and I just don't know how, and it just keeps happening this way, right? The awareness is to catch ourselves saying, oh, shit, I just yet again said I can't. How can I shift perspective and say, I'm figuring this out. I'm figuring out a way to make this happen. No, but not I can't, right? Because the I can't just creates that instant block, that instant boulder on our path. And then we're like, oh, well, why isn't this happening? Because my brain keeps showing me that I can't because I keep saying that I can't, right? Our supercomputer does these things to help us or or hurt us. And, and someone mentioned some or asked something about procrastinating. What about procrastinating? Ooh, my question is the procrastination is probably, and just guessing, um, maybe the fear of success or fear of failure, just the fear of, oh my goodness, if I actually do this, what's going to happen, right? Like if we're procrastinating, I have a book inside of my head and I got to write it, but I refuse to sit down and write it and I just keep procrastinating, probably because I feel I'm afraid to share it. What happens if people actually read it? Like all of these stories that, that we create, and I think that's a lot of procrastination. Literally the fear of success or the fear of failure or whatever silly excuse you're telling yourself, what are they going to think, right? And I know I would tell myself that story all the time. What are people going to think when they see me on Instagram Live pulling Oracle cards, <laughs> right? What's someone that I went to high school going to think? And the story that would hold myself back. I have to change the perspective, change the story. And if all of us here, right, can start just being in the practice of practicing awareness, so when we catch ourselves, we can change the story, shift the paradigm, and start moving, right, in the direction that we want to go. Exactly. Worry, doubt, fear will always get in your way. Let, let me scroll up here. There's a, a bunch of new people just jumped in. Thanks for being here, everybody. I'm Joe. Um, this is Sunday Service. This is my good friend, Michael Barata. We're recording a live podcast with the Daily Shot of Inspiration, um, which is my podcast that you can hear everywhere. Um, so someone just said, why do I feel peacefully stuck? What do you think about that? Uh, peacefully stuck. It's again, and I, I can't pretend to know all your circumstances. So I'm just going to flow on a very general, um, it is not, again, it is not uncommon for people to feel a sense of comfort in choosing I don't want to say unhappiness because you're saying peaceful, but in choosing something that may not be reflective of their greater truth, because uncertainty actually feels scarier. Mm. So you feel a sense of peace in your familiarity, but not, but not necessarily, but potentially not peaceful in your, your movement through growth. And as you grow uh, and heal and learn, um, there are going to be pain points along the way. So we can feel peaceful and just sitting because, you know, at least I, at least this is familiar. At least I know what's up. But if I was to take that next step, do that next thing or ask that question, you know, neurologically speaking, and I don't ever want to come across as, as an expert in this kind of stuff, but uh, neurologically speaking, we are wired. All right. We are absolutely wired for safety. 
our, our, our brain's number one function is to keep us safe, to keep us alive. Not just to keep us away from that bear in the woods. But if you're sitting in a boardroom, if you're sitting across from another person and you have a question you want to ask, but it's it's an awkward question or it's a challenging question, your brain is like, wait a second. You see how you feel? Don't ask the question. Your brain steps in there. What's interesting though is we are biologically wired for connection. So it's actually this paradox of our brain saying, that seems scary if you lean in, but everything else that makes us us saying, oh my gosh, lean in, because go back to helpers and go back to doing what you love and what it means to connect to others around you. So I think when we talk about procrastination as well, that is another form of, it's another coping me mechanism that we have because whatever it is that we're procrastinating from is causing us some kind of, of negative energy, whether it be fear, doubt, uncertainty, what have you. So putting it off actually feels better. It feels safer. And you actually feel like you're in control. Remember, self-sabotage is not a big, horrible, negative thing. Self-sabotage is actually labeled self-protection. It's just a way to protect ourselves from uncomfortable situations. And I just want to put a little caveat here, a little footnote, though. Those uncomfortable situations we're protecting ourselves from, we don't know what they are. Uh -huh. They're not even real. So yeah. that's the other thing is we're trying to protect ourselves from our perception of how things are going to unfold. I I, I love it that that how, how you just brought that, that it's not even real, right? We, we create the story. And it's all of these, these stories that we create and that we hold on to. And they're not, they're not real. I, I heard, I forget who, who, um, who I heard this stat from, but it's something like, you know, 50% of our memories are false memories from the time the this event happened to how we told the story, changed the story, forgot pieces of the story. They were literally holding on to memories that aren't real at all. Um, so if we can, again, shift our perspective, change the story, right? Worry is the misuse of our imagination. But so many people will drop into the space of worry. And I'm a worrier. I'm a worrier. Why can't you be a dreamer? There's no difference between worrying and dreamer, right? But if we start acting as if, right, we're the dreamer, oh, that's toxic positive, isn't it? No, it's not, dumbass. It's actually saying to the universe, this is what I want. And I believe it. And I think sometimes we get caught up in this. It's okay to worry about what's the worst, but it's not okay to say what's the best, which blows my mind. Blows, blows my mind. I, you know, a, a little twist on the imagination thing. And Joe knows, Joe knows my, my flows of what I get into. And sometimes he's, he even has told me, Hey man, maybe you should just zoom out a little bit. You are deep into a lot of things. So, oh, and it's good advice, right? Because. There's going to be a lot of, but this says this and that says that. Um, but another great quote, another great stoic quote is we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. Yes. But we, we suffer more in what we think might happen versus what's actually happening. And, and what's interesting is even though we can talk about the fear of and the planning for, as Joe said earlier, the only moment we have is right now. Right. So Alan Watts says, you know, it's the, the people that um, only the people that can live in the present moment can truly plan for the future. So really what that means is what are you doing in this moment to put you on a trajectory for the life that you want to live? Not guaranteed to live, definitely going to live, 
But what can you do right now that's going to bring you joy, that's going to light you up, that's going to help you heal, that's going to help heal people around you? It's this moment. It's this moment. Yeah. That is all of that. Uh, and I'm, I want to tie that right in, right in with someone asked about uh, relationship, love, and knowing I'm supposed to be with the, this man. I'm sorry. I'm saying this with love. That's a story that was created in your head about what you want. We all have free will. And to try to manifest and say, I'm manifesting this specific person, I'd refer to as creepy manifesting, right? So if there are aspects about this person that you feel you're, you're connected to, you're supposed to be with, start being more of those aspects, right? And instead of that person who is not available, and I'm sorry if they're not in your life, they're probably not going to be in your life or they would be in your life. But if we can start taking on the aspects that you love about that person being, right, that kind, happy, loving partner, already being the partner, right, you are going to attract the perfect partner into your life. But we create story, right? So again, I'm saying all of this with love for, for our friends that, that ask, you know, that, that question. So if you want that man, become more of what that man is like. And I bet you, you will get a better man into our life. But we can't go after that, like, oh my goodness, this is my soulmate. Um, and I heard Mark Grove say this once. He, and it was really straightforward. If it was your soulmate, you'd be with them. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's ultimately up to you, though, right? Like, you have to sit in that space of saying, this is that, or I'm just going to become what I'm attracted to and it will come to me because we manifest what we are not what we want so i hope i hope that helps now that i there was a there was a line someone said and i apologize i missed your name i'm and i'm actually surprised i remember what you said but uh the line was uh be the author of your screenplay i love that um what i would add to that is dot 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 edit accordingly yes we we had to we we get into this this mind meld that this is it. Why? And, and you know what you if we, if we were to associate with what Joe was just talking about in terms of relationships and, and what kind of relationship or person you want, um, perhaps you have changed and you have, you are not holding space for the person you are right now. And what you want from um, from a relationship, you're not recognizing truly in yourself what that really looks like in terms of. Forget about just in terms of the the on the surface attributes, but in terms of boundaries, right? And what that looks like and what that feels like for you. So, um, yes, we are the authors, but we also are the ones that wield the eraser and the edit button. So we uh, can change as often as we need to. Um, again, I'm going to quote Hal Watts again because <laughs> he's one of my favorites. But you are under zero obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. None. Nothing. It's and, you know, again, that's, and, and, you know, change is just another word for life. So as we continue to learn and heal, of course, then we are going to continue to evolve. And, and, and we must be aware of, of those changes and of that evolution before we put that tremendous expectation outside of us on other people to see that and, and respond to it as, as we would want. We've got to be that person all the time yeah 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 so someone asked what about repressed memories does the body not hold on to that shit the body does hold on to that shit 
And the body holds on to that shit because we keep telling ourselves the story that I have these repressed memories. And I say it that way because I once told myself this story over and over again. Joe has money blocks. Joe has money blocks. Joe has money blocks. Never until I realized, right, I was just creating more money blocks by saying I have money blocks. I had to let go of those stories that were imprinted upon me my whole life. That was, yes, held in my being, in my body, because it's what I saw. But it wasn't until I actually started saying, I'm over my money blocks. I release my money blocks. I let these repressed memories go. I don't keep talking about, I feel something happened, but I don't, you're right. I, I say, I let it go. Thank you for the lessons and I release you. We're all powerful enough to release these things that we're holding on to, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take practice and awareness, right? All of these things. So when we notice ourselves moving into the space of our body feeling like shit because we're feeling into a story of something from our past, we have to say, wait a minute, I'm not going to retell myself this story right now because it's just going to hold it in my body. Instead, I'm going to tell myself a new story of the lesson that I learned from this or from or from that. Um, but we have to, instead of saying, I have this block or I have this issue or I have that, it is now, I am over it. I am healed of whatever. I'm so happy and thankful that X, Y, and Z is in my life. And then we actually start moving into the space of creating our future from our present. But we usually hang out in our past, skip the present, and then create the future from the past. There's a, there's, there is a, a, a TED talk I show my students, and it actually speaks to both of these. It's, an, it's Her name is Elizabeth Loftus, and she talks about repressed memories, her, her skepticism of repressed memories, and more so talks about false memories. So we talked about both of them already. Uh -huh. uh, and what's interesting is, you know, one of the examples she gave was, do you think it's unethical if a parent was to place a memory into a child said that um, you need to eat Brussels sprouts and vegetables or you'll become obese and overweight. And of course, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, that's horrible. And then she posts a picture of Santa Claus. And so there's the false memory that we all accept <laughs> that affects people's behaviors, children's behaviors, right? So it's really more so, again, what awareness can you bring to the totality of your ex existence. Now, of course, are there experiences that people are going to have that are traumatic and, you know, extremely effectual to them? Of course. And they may not have had the tools at the time um, to face that, to deal with that. So those memories um, get um, put in a, in, a, in a place or characterized in a way that I don't really want to go near them. However, um, that doesn't mean that even though you're consciously not trying to go near them, that they're not unconsciously still acting on them. So once again, it's just bringing that, that shadow into the light. Um, but that's going to be very specific to your set of circumstances and, and, you know, the support mechanism, support structure that you have around you. Mm -hmm. And, and one thing I want to say, Michael and I are not therapists. None of this is, is medical advice in any kind of way, right? Um, we, we, we are here, uh, to help everybody grow and bloom, right? Just the learner, create our best reality. 
um, and to have fun along the way, realizing, right, that we're all in this together. We're all figuring it out as we go along. That's why, right, that, that's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. I have a, a Monday night manifestation mastermind group that you were all invited to. We hang out every Monday night from 7 to 8 p.m. It's 100 bucks for the month for, you know, four hours of group coaching for 100 bucks. It's, it's, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, and to be with a group of like-minded, supportive people that are on the path of creating their future from the present, right? That are ready to get out of the past and start writing their their own story. So if you want to be part of that, hit the link in my profile, send me a DM, and and come join. We start the first Monday in, in April. Um, we are going to um, pull two of these nature cards to see what uh, nature has for us. Michael, give me, give me one number and I'll pull a random one. Three. All right, number three, and I'll pull number four. Number three and number four from Nature's Whispers. Let's see where we're gonna go now, everybody. Thanks for being here, everyone. I'm Joe, this is Michael. Uh, if you're not following Michael yet, go give him a follow. He puts out a lot of good content every single day. That's right, we're some crazy people that put out content every single day to try to uplift and support all of us. So let's see what card number three is. Shift your energy. Huh, weren't we just talking about that? You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> shift your energy, change your perspective, shift your focus. If the world is looking like a shitstorm, change your focus. Um, everybody probably remembers the movie, The Secret. Uh, and it was a great starting point for manifesting. Whoever then made another move that's like an actual movie implementing the secret. It's very cheesy. I think it's on Amazon. Um, I think Katie Holmes is in it. But in it, they talk about the whole theme is that there's a black cloud covering our family, right? And everyone in the family is just like, there's a black cloud. And not, until everyone in the family finally says, this black cloud is gone. The storm is come, the rain has fallen, right? The cloud is gone. But they just keep telling themselves that same story until they, they shift they shift their energy. So how can we all shift our energy this week? Wasn't that that isn't that Wayne Dyer though too? Change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Exactly. And Bob Proctor, shift your perspective, shift your reality. Right? And you know, you know what though? I, I want I wanna speak that too, you know, and, and again Wayne myself or Joe, I, I don't wanna speak for Joe or really anybody else. Well, so I'll just, maybe I'll just own this for myself. It doesn't always have to be about, well, that's hard. Um, that's already a label, right? That, that is a limiting label. Um, because if you think about just from energy, and that's kind of the word that keeps coming up here, um, then practice. So let's just take out bringing that from a, a positive perspective, what we're talking about. It still takes energy uh -huh. to make negative decisions. It still takes energy to not do the work. It still takes energy to eat food that's not good for you. It still takes energy to do something that is not healthy for you. So really at the end of the day, in either direction, it's still energy. It's the, the power is in how are you going to choose to use your energy so that um, you can engage in thoughts, words, actions that are actually healthy, uplifting um, for you and also for people around you as well. It's it's the choice that you make because you can make a choice in either direction with still going to be energy being expensed. Yeah, and uh, I love it that you then said it a bunch of times. 
it's a choice. Yeah. It's literally is a choice. And I, again, I think maybe I heard Kyle's cease say this. If you don't know Kyle, go, go check him out. Comedian wrote a great book, the illusion of money, which is a very funny, easy read. It will totally shift your perspective about money. But he's like, I totally lost my train of thought in telling you all about Kyle choice. We have a choice, right? And even if your boss says, right, you have to do this. You are a sovereign being and have the choice to say, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this, right? You're making the choice. Even when we're a child, right? And our mom or dad says, you got to do this. We are a sovereign individual. We are making the choice. We always have the choice. So we can't say they made me. No, just because they're, bo they're your boss, they didn't make you. You chose to do it, right? If you continually wake up and say, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my boss. Your brain is going to show you every day how much you hate your job and how much you hate your boss. And you are making the choice to stay. You can tell yourself the story. I need the job to pay for my house, right? But guess what? You can find another job. You can make the choice, right? So everything is a choice. And I think when we really accept it and take ownership of it, which is the hard work, right? Like this is the hard work taking ownership of it and like, oh shit, but I am making this choice, right? Then we have the awareness to start making better choices, new choices. That, that's very stoic. Huh? Right? <laughs> not one, that, that is one thing that comes through as I continue to dive deeper into stoicism is that from all the things that you think about that you try to control, to your point, what you can control is your own reasoning. So how you choose to act in a particular situation, that is what you can control. And that goes to not just choices that you make, but how you feel about things that are happening around you. It doesn't, this doesn't mean to dismiss your reality that as human beings, we experience the spectrum of emotions. So of course we, we, we are going to be sad. We're going to get mad. We're going to be happy and all that kind of stuff. The question is, what are you doing though, to contribute in one way or another? to those emotions. If you're feeling angry, are you feeding it? Because as you know, anything you feed grows. Um, or are you trying to, rather than saying, why is this happening? Asking yourself the question, what is the lesson here? So I can learn something and move through this in a healthier way. So I think that's, it's so interesting when we talk about having a lack of power. And I struggle with that, that word because I think there's so many negative connotations around it. But when we, when we talk about not have, feeling this powerlessness, and yet, to Joe's point, it's it's very it's very common to consciously be surrendering it for no other reason, for no other reason than you think someone else has more power than you do in the decisions about your life. So a boss is tough. Okay, well, speak to the boss about what's bothering you. Well, I can't do that. Now, who's making that choice? You <laughs> pops. Oh, I love it. Uh, the name of the book is The Illusion of Money. And somebody asked about this card deck. That, uh, the card that we're pulling now is from Nature Whispers. Um, very, very beautiful. Very beautiful deck. Um, yeah, right. The choices. We have the choices. We're, we are. We're the writer, the director, the author, the actor, the hero in the story of our life. We're literally everything. Um, in in our life. And when we remember that, we stop being an extra 
in the story of our life and we actually step into the hero right like now i am the star in the movie of i'm not i'm making the choice right to step over here i'm, like, I'm not just going to follow i'm now taking charge and going to be the 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 um the hero in the in the story and we got so we're shifting our energy shifting our energy to ooh, pause how about that take a pause take a breath take a uh, for the drummer michael is also a drummer oh take a beat and just pause rest let the space in between the music yes please i mean honestly i can tie this into so much um it is so interesting how tasty a brew gets when you take it away, right? I mean, I can just see in the drumming perspective. When you're, you you got a groove going and you stop, that rhythmic inertia does not stop. And just, it gets so tasty from just kind of hold it back and then you bring it back. But when you think about this in the sense of everyday life, especially when we talk about the hustle culture and all that kind of stuff, and again, this doesn't have to be about labeling something else outside of us. However, I'd like to tell people now, keep going, dot, 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 but rest too. It is okay to rest. Do you want to know why? Because we're human beings. When anybody wants to talk about the hustle and the keep going, keep going, I ask them, you know what? I want you to not sleep. I want you to try that. Because I'm sure you're probably going to stay up for 24 hours or 30 hours or whatever hours. I don't care. And then guess what's going to happen? you will go to because that is just a natural part of it so rather than pushing yourself so hard to complete dehydration exhaustion and meltdown build moments into your life where you can just be still and silent they don't have to be 90 hours in a cave when you can build the pause into your daily life you then you, you that pause as much as you think there's nothing going on which is beautiful it's absolutely recharging you. It's recharging you and recalibrating you and reaffirming you in so many beautiful ways. So the, the pause, I feel, gets gets a real bad rep in all of this go-get-em attitude. I think the pause is, is, a, is an absolute healthy, natural component of whatever path you are, you are on. Whatever it is that you are trying to do with your life, the pause is a beautiful thing to include. Yes. And if we look at the, the pause from literally everyday activities in our life. And if you're doing any kind of work, right? Any kind of spiritual work, self-growth work, right? It's good to take a pause to allow the work that we're doing to actually integrate into us, right? If you've ever had a beautiful psychedelic experience, guess what? The integration part afterwards is so much more important then what actually happened in that event, right? Do we have the integrated in, right? When we meditate, guess what happens? After the meditation is when the magic happens, when we actually start integrating it into our life. So it becomes part of us, but we need to take the pause, take a breath to, to let it, to let it happen. Um, so a couple people asked, and I'm going to go through this really quick and I'll tell you all of the cards that we use. And then we'll, we'll wrap things up. We'll, we'll put a little bow on this. So really quick, we started out with the Sacred Rebels Oracle. And the card that came out was seeing the true you, right? Listening to the little voice inside. 
being the writer, the director, the hero in the story of your life, seeing the true you. The reminder that you are already doing this. You are already doing it. This is the work your light oracle. You are already doing it. And the Council of Light is with us, supporting us. Our teams are with us. Bridget is with us from the Keepers of the Light Oracle, reminding us that we have the inner strength. And Cernosis, the life force, right? We have enough. We have everything we need inside of us. We got to shift our energy and then just take a pause, right? Shift your energy, take the pause. And what happens? We literally are then able to step into our most authentic, truest self. And that's how this shit happens here, my friends. That's how this happens. Um, Michael, thank you for joining us. Everyone that's here, please go go follow Mike. Mike puts out a lot of content. Mike, you want yeah, anything? Wrap it up. Little little, little something something for, for the world out there. I am I'm just uh, overwhelmed with gratitude to be. Uh, asked to be part of Joe and your community. So thank you so much for sharing your questions, your comments, and your energy with me. I absolutely appreciate it uh, so much. And if you do connect with me, um, I appreciate that too. So thank you. Awesome. Th thanks, buddy. Everybody that is here, thank you all so much. Apparently on Sundays, like I've been telling you, my network executives keep giving me downloads to uh, have more inspiring people on. So Sundays pretty much are going to be this. I'm going to Keep trying to share as many amazing, inspiring people that I know with all of you because we are this beautiful, amazing community. And the more that we can uplift and support each other, Michael's Instagram, you can literally just click on him. But Michael's Instagram is just at Michael Barata, right? Michael, sorry, at me. At his name, at Michael Barata. This is also going to be on my podcast tomorrow or Tuesday. So if you're not following the Daily Shot of Inspiration podcast, Come give us a follow over there. Uh, that's all I got for you all. Have a beautiful day. You are already doing it. You're loved. You're supported. You're amazing individuals. Michael, thank you for your time and your energy. You. Have a beautiful Sunday, everyone. I will see you back here Wednesday morning. And sign up for the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind Group or book a private oracle card read with me. Let's hang out and make some shit happen. Have a great day, everybody. See you soon.